Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, the Canadian George Robledo. Welcome back to my podcast, Karina. Hello, hello. So good to be here once more. I think you're only the second person who has come back for a second episode. Second or third. So I think that makes you special. <laughs> I think that too. <laughs> awesome. But today we're going to talk about something dramatically different from the last time because the last time we were talking about money. And that's not today's topic. What are we going to talk about today? Today we are talking about writing and magic and children's books and how all that happened. I like I it. I really, really <laughs> like it. I started writing years ago. Writing has been a big part of my life. First, I started writing rap music <laughs> mm -hmm. and then I started writing poetry and then stories. And now, as you know, I'm also working on my own children's book. But yeah. let's talk more about what got you interested in writing and then eventually what got you interested in writing children's books. Okay, so I wasn't very interested in writing. It just happened <laughs> as so many things in my life. I didn't have a plan, had a plan to write and I didn't had a longing to write. I just started writing blog posts when I started with online marketing. And yeah, I thought, oh, that's quite fun. And people liked what I wrote. And then I started to write a newsletter. And these were my beginnings. And, and I wasn't very good. I think I'm not good now at all. But I, I just do it because it's for me, it's fun. I like it. And it's for me, it's it is a way to express my thoughts, to to give my thoughts words and to share my thoughts with other people. So when you started, it was mostly just blogs, right? Yes. What was the first moment where you got the idea? Like, oh, well, I could write a children's book. <laughs> Yeah, that also was just something that happened accidentally. <laughs> I, I worked as a Qigong teacher and one of my yeah, specials was Qigong with kids. And I thought about some um, exercises for, for kids. And, you know, Qigong with kids, you have to tell them stories. Because children need to uh, to feel the the story, you know. They need to play the story. You 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 can't um, give them lessons like with adults. And so I thought, okay, how can I make these exercises for kids? And the first story I had was the story about the turtle Hilde, <laughs> and she wanted to clean her house. And I wanted to record this story. And in order to not say anything wrong, I wrote it down. 
And it was so much fun <laughs> to write this story. And during writing, I, I had ideas for other exercises in stories. And within, I think, two days, all the stories were ready. Yeah. In two days, you got everything written. That's cool. Yeah, when inspiration comes, then it just flows. It wasn't lectured. It, it wasn't in, in a frame for a book, you know, but all the exercises in, were, were packed in stories and all the stories were written down. And yeah, then I had to send it to a lecturer and all the way until it became a book. Can you tell us your favorite story that you wrote for that book? My all-time favorite will always be uh, the turtle Hilda who <laughs> cleans her house and the laughing Lise. She's a frog <laughs> and she's caring for her smile the whole day. Yeah, these two. So what is the story? <clears throat> okay, let's start with, with Hilda. Hilda is a turtle and she's really huge turtle because everything happens in a... Um, in a magic forest and the animals there they can talk and they are bigger and they are behaving more or less like humans and two children Lily and Luke are visiting this magical forest and they meet Hilda and Hilda talks really in slow motion as you can imagine for a turtle and she wanted to clean her house and the children were very excited. Hey, Hilda, how are you doing that? And she shows them. So she first she's uh, collecting um, light with her uh, hands. You don't say hands for a turtle, but you know what I mean? Yeah. No, even for me, I'm thinking about what is it that animals have? They don't have hands. Do they have paws? They have... Yeah. That's Something like question. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's collecting light and with her, I, I just say hands, with her hands until um, above her head. And then she takes the light and brings it into her house. And then she um, goes to every room and she uh, um, cleans all the dust out of the rooms until she gets to the um, cellar, so where her legs are. And yeah, there the dust is yeah, pulled out of the house. And then once more, she's collecting light just in order to see if everything is clean now. Yeah. And all the children's children are following her. They are doing the same. Yeah. And what is so, the moral of the story? Is there a lesson? It's it's not like a moral every every story has a moral that you can do something at first you can always do something there's always a solution and yeah there's something more like a learning that you have to look for yourself that you have to care for your energy you have to care for your health and your body. And yeah, that is your responsibility. And it can be fun. I like that. And that's the power of stories because I can tell the kid, 
You have to care for yourself. You have to look for solutions. Or I can do it in a story form and it makes it more concrete, makes it easier for the child, but also adults to remember. Yes. And the the children, you, you, they don't have to read it in word to, by word, you know. They just have to discover it, experience it. And yeah, and then they can recall it through their whole life. At least that is my, my hope. <laughs> and what has been the reaction when you tell these stories to kids? Um, they always loved them. And usually I wasn't the one who told the kids. I was the one who told other adults about my book. And a lot of yeah, women who worked in kindergartens or kitas or elementary schools, they bought the book for their classes. And they made projects out of the book. Yeah, they, they filled a whole week just with these stories. And they sent me pictures and they um, told me what the children uh, were saying about the stories. You know, one, one boy said, oh, I have to tell that my parents. They, they definitely need that. <laughs> That's so fun. Funny. That's fun. Yeah. I loved it so much. And where do you, your where does the inspiration come from when you're thinking of a of a character or a storyline or a lesson? Where does it come from? I I really can't say where it comes from. It's it's just there. I'm seeing it in front of my inner eyes and and write it down. It's always the same. Have you always been this curious? Because I imagine for you to say that it's because you've developed the ability to be curious and inquisitive, and then naturally these types of ideas will come. But it's not like selbstverständlich for everyone that, oh yeah, I'm going to come up with a character of a turtle who cleans her house. Has it always been natural to you to be this curious and, and, and looking for stories and, and metaphors? When we talked about it, I, I thought about it. I, I thought about what I was saying. And I I think it was always like that for me. But I didn't allow myself to have that. Because I always thought this isn't serious enough. The, with that, you, you can't earn your livelihood. Yeah. You, I, I always was afraid to tell anybody about that because I thought they think I am childish and yeah. When did that change? When did that change? <laughs> Not so long ago. <laughs> I started to write another story, also a, a story like a tale, but more for adults. And... I loved this story and my husband was always encouraging me, go write that story, go publish it. It's still not published yet, but at least it, it is written. And I think it was in 2019 or 2020, I had the courage to call a book mentor and I talked to her about my fear and she told me, 
that it is okay. It is okay to have that fear. It is okay to have these thoughts, but that I also should know that it isn't true. Just because I have these thoughts about my thinking, about my stories, and that they aren't serious enough and that I can do nothing with them, that it is just not true. Yeah. And that helped me a lot. Yeah. A lot of times we stop ourselves from trying it because we think, oh, no, it's not possible. But how do you know? Until you try it, you don't know. Uh, There's a phrase that I always remember, and it's uh, the only failure in life is not trying. That's the only time you're going to fail is if you don't even try it. So try and see what happens. Explore. Go on adventures. What helped you overcome that fear? Do you think it was that conversation of saying, hey, it's, it's not true? Or what other things needed to happen for us to have this version of Karina who, who writes stories for kids? I, I think I had to, to leave the view that I had of myself behind. The, the, I saw myself always that, like that. I have to be a a businesswoman and I have to run my own business and to earn money and to blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to, I I don't know when it was exactly, I think it was in, in 2020 when I stopped working as a coach and started to find a new way a new way of working, a new way of expressing myself. And it it took me still a while and it, it takes me a lot even now to not going back, to still take one step after another, write your stories, be, yeah, mutig. <laughs> I lost the word. And yeah, brave. Brave, yes, brave. And, and don't hear your own thinking and just leave it behind. Do you think the people around you have made a difference in you developing this confidence or maybe before in you not having the confidence? Perhaps yes, perhaps no. But in the first row, it was always my thinking about myself and about the person that I thought I have to be. In 2018, a good friend of me and my husband, she died because of cancer and she was 42. And now I am 42 years old. And yeah, some these days after her death, I made a promise and I promised myself to even try. Just try. And I'm still trying every day. I like that. And that's the interesting thing about death. It, it's a wake-up call oftentimes. Mm. We have the, the feeling that we're going to be here forever, that death mm-hmm. is far away, but it's actually quite close. And that yeah. to me reminds me of how important this day is. Mm-hmm. Beyond this moment, nothing is guaranteed. So how will I use these moments? Yeah. Right. I, I, and I want to create. 
I want to love. I want to explore. I want to learn. Yeah. What drives you? What are you passionate about right now? Mm, what I'm passionate about. How can I say that? How can I find the word? Give me a second. I think that every everybody has within oneself this childlike place. You know, this not your inner child. I don't I don't mean that. It's a place where you feel that you are okay, that everybody else is okay, that you're good enough, you're loved, that life loves you because otherwise you would not be here. And and so on. And and I want to I want to remember the people that they have this place inside of themselves. That you're good enough. That yeah. you can do it. Yeah, it yeah. makes me sad to see how a lot of us as we get older, we're told by society, hey, be normal, grow up. And you stop yeah. dreaming. We stop dreaming. We stop wanting to believe in the impossible. Mm -hmm. Because now we have bills to pay. We have responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And then we all walk around like zombies. <laughs> Going to jobs <laughs> we hate. Working for people we don't yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have no, to be doesn't. that way. I, yeah. I, sometimes I'll, I'll talk to, to someone and they'll say, oh, I hate my job. And I will, I will react in, in a way to provoke and I'll say, then quit. And they'll say, no, 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 I can't quit. I'm like, okay, then what are you going to do? Is it nothing? Okay, then you want to continue to be miserable? Uh, I have no choice. I'm like, yeah, you, of course you have choices. Let's say if you say you cannot quit your job, what you can do is change the way you think about your job. Yeah. That's a start. But we're so stuck yeah. and this is the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it. And we take away that that power. We give that power away to someone else and say, no, no, take that power back and says, yeah, no, you can do this. If you want it, fight for it. Go for it. Yeah. Are you tired of feeling anxious and nervous about public speaking? Look no further than Udly. Udly is an AI-powered speech coach to help you improve your public speaking. You can get private, real-time, and judgment-free feedback on your filler words, pacing, and more. What are you waiting for? Sign up at udly.ai and start your journey towards confident communication today. How can we create more magic in our lives? How can we recreate more magic in our lives? <laughs> Stop hearing news every hour and reading newspapers every day. No, that's not, that's not the way. In fact, I, I don't he hear the news every day, but I hear the news very often and they inspire me. The, the news, this bad news, inspire me because I, I'm always thinking that there must be another way. There must be another way. Is possible to find another solution? And then I am thinking about it and I'm thinking the most stupid things. But sometimes there is a, a, th a thought and... and Yeah, I, I think, oh, wouldn't it be cool if that would be possible? And then I write about it or I talk to people about it. And yeah, I, I think 
when we think in, in possibilities, the magic comes along with it. It, it, it. it just happens. We don't have to search for the magic. We can search for the magic. The best way is to go out in the woods or in a park, look at nature, look at flowers, at trees. It's, it's lived magic. It's lived power. It's lived possibilities. That's a beautiful perspective. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's not a very common one. And I imagine it's because something that you, over years, you've put yourself in that mindset or you've surrounded yourself with either people or ideas that have led you in that direction. But mm -hmm. if I look at the news and I only see the negative, so terrible, we're all going to die, it's, everything's coming to an end. And I put myself into that negative state, then everything I see around me will be negative. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. What I always say is if, if I walk outside, I have two options. I can look down at the street and say, oh, look how dirty it is. Oh, there's garbage and poop everywhere. Or I have the option to look up and see the sky and see the birds and see the trees and talk about the beauty. And it's the same place. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, for you, You see the same event, whether we're talking about the war and you're looking at that, it doesn't have to be that way. There can be another way of, of solving that problem. That is beautiful. How can we yeah. do more of that? I want that. I want to think more like you. <laughs> you know, I think I'm, I'm a little bit stubborn. <laughs> and, uh, I don't just believe people when they say something to me. So when, when in the news, some politicians say, yeah, that's just the way it is. <laughs> I just think, no, it isn't. It's just the way you talk about it. So I agree yeah. with you. And I have the same sentiment. I, I don't like to be told how to think. My question yeah. is, but why? Are you sure? Is there no other way of looking at it? I, well, I think there's another way. And you'll find my way of thinking constantly changes. Every time I come back to Canada to visit my friends, every three, four years, I'm a new person because I've come to new conclusions. And it's because someone told me something and I said, well, I don't know anymore. I want to see if there's another way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I would encourage people to say, ask why. Are you sure? Not to be cynical, because I think to be cynical and skeptical can be go in a very negative direction, but mm -hmm. to not believe the first thing that is told to you. To mm -hmm. ask questions and then explore other possibilities. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really yeah, cool way of, of creating more magic is ask kids. Oh, the kids are constantly asking me, but why? Yeah. But why? Why are you doing this? Like uh, I'll be, I'll be cooking. And then my niece will come and say, what are you doing, Theo? And I'm like, I'm cooking. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you think I'm cooking? <laughs> It's like everything she wants to know why I'm doing that thing in that moment. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful trait. Ask and you will find. So ask more questions. I think that's a great place to start instead of saying this is the way it is and we've always done it this way. So it has to be this. No, ask why. Like a kid, have a childlike curiosity. Yes, a childlike curiosity. I love that. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. And you know, most of the times we are not thinking about why we are doing things like we are doing them and, and asking myself, why, why am I doing it? And why am I doing it that way? For me, it's, it's interesting, really interesting. No, absolutely. So I think mm -hmm. that's a good takeaway. Tell mm -hmm. people, ask why. Explore ask why. alternatives. Yes. See if there's a, a more positive way of looking at it. Maintain this childlike curiosity and your life will be more magical. <laughs> and every day start one sentence with, wouldn't it be cool if? <laughs> wouldn't it be cool? Ooh, I like that. Wouldn't it yeah. be cool if water tasted like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> tasted, but it was still healthy, right? If it tasted yeah. like strawberry juice, or I don't know. <laughs> yes, don't it's know like this it advertisement mm -hmm. um, we, we have in Germany for, for Haribo. When, when two adults with the voices of kids are standing on a fence and one says to the other, wouldn't it be cool if we take this red gold um, bärchen and put it into the, the soil and there grows a gold bärchen tree? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I really like that sentence. I think that's where we should end it. Wouldn't yes. it be cool? So give me, give me your example of wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if everybody on earth has his and her own butterfly? I like Always it. guiding them. Something Always guiding reminding them forward. That there are butterflies. I like it. For me, it would be, wouldn't it be cool if every person on this planet felt loved and could give love. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your time, Karina. Thank you. For I hope we can work. do this again. Yes, me too. Karina's positive energy is contagious. I'm so grateful for every guest that is willing to sit down with me to teach me something. I hope you all get as much value from these conversations as I do. Question for you. How are you creating more magic in your life? If you enjoyed this episode, share my podcast with one of your friends today. If you want to support the podcast, consider leaving a tip. If you're looking to make your presentations more impactful, take a look at my storytelling course. You can click on the link in the show notes for more information. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.